Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of SpoilerCast, a Hungry Gamers offshoot that aims to inform, entertain, and hopefully educate you all on one particular release from within the geek culture universe. And on this episode, we are returning from a trip to the Undercity. The official IMDB synopsis reads as follows. Set in utopian Piltover and the oppressed underground of soon-to-be Zorn, the story follows the origins of two iconic league champions and the power that will tear them apart. And joining me today is a man who is no stranger to the world surrounding League of Legends, human pocket rocket and master of many dungeons. Find him on the socials at I know NATO, Mr. Nato Johnson. Welcome back to the podcast circle. How you doing, brother? Good, good, good. See, at this point, I want you to add in a whole bunch of cheering because, yeah, yeah, you know, it's me. <laughs> I, I, I can certainly put a little soundbite in there. No, there, will be, no. there will be music playing here. The intro track yes. will be chucked in in post because I didn't get to add it to the soundboard. But uh, the listeners will be going, I can hear it right now. What are you talking about? Um, but, uh, quick question. Did, you, uh, did we mention what the actual show's name is? I didn't see that in the in any of that just then we're building suspense we're setting the scene okay okay. for anyone that has no idea what we're talking about clearly we're talking about the november 6th release that debuted on netflix to much fanfare current user rating on metacritic of 9.4 the critic rating itself though still tbd there's no like critic reviews for arcane the show we're talking about today on metacritic right now no tbd on metacritic as of yesterday but the user score is up there for 9.4. And I'd say the the official, uh, you know, media on mass would be reviewing it similarly because I would score it very, very highly myself. Oh, see, I, I'd, I, I'd watch a whole bunch of YouTubers that had talked about that. Yeah, the critics were also, like, this is one of the first, like, perfect score, nearly perfect scores, like, shows in a very long time. So... Yeah, no, I've just I've just jumped up onto the Arcane official page on Metacritic again, and yeah, it's TBD on uh, on Metacritic. It's awaiting some reviews, so maybe we'll see that updated in the near future. But who cares about the critics? Because we're here as fans, we're like couch critics, and uh, you know this show, Mr. Nato Johnston, it is pretty special. So anyone that doesn't know how uh, these spoiler casts work, we're going to be deep diving to begin with. Avoiding all the spoilers, so anyone that hasn't watched it can listen along and not worry about things being ruined or given away uh, during this first section of the potty. And then we're going to have a little little hard break and then jump into spoilers. So anything is on the table for the final portion of the podcast. But for now, we'll talk uh, spoiler-free. Nato, what are your general thoughts on Arcane? Amazing. But I will put this in there. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomato. That's where I was getting it from. Okay. The average review on Tomato is a hundred percent and ninety-seven percent uh, audience viewer score as well. Yeah. Yeah. So unanimous, unanimously loved and praised Arcane. And I guess when you when you saying uh, you love it and like in the show notes, we've got some notes in the back end here. Your first line that you entered onto this docket was masterpiece in all caps. Uh, like so the, the, the way i've like been describing it to people is like undeservingly like amazing like like i knew coming in that i was going to enjoy this like i'm gonna i like I'll, I'll for the for the audience i for the last probably this time last year i got into league of legends and uh i had a quick check uh yesterday i think it was how many hours i have 600 hours over the last year 
in League of Legends. That's a lot of hours, NATO. Um, that is a lot of hours. Yeah, um, and then also not to not to date this podcast, but the the whole um, God, what are they called? God, what is that? What's the music app called again? Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, today was like where everyone started sharing all their Spotify uh, like of the years. And um, guess what? The top songs and top uh, bands were for all for all of my Spotify stuff. I'm assuming they're riot-based bands. Oh uh, yeah, there there was uh, KDA, there was um, God Pentakill and uh, Lost uh, True Damage, True Damage, and yeah, all the top songs were the KDA songs, and like so was I didn't share mine because I got a bit embarrassed because mine was similar to <laughs> yeah, that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. I'll park that for now. Like, and that's not saying I didn't listen to anything else. Like, I listened to a lot of music this, and like. Especially because the bloody um, the Wu Tang like documentary uh, the t- uh, well, I don't even know what you call it. It's not a documentary because it's drama biopic biopic TV series has been coming out this year and a little bit last year. So I've been a bit obsessed with them again this year. So I've listened to a lot and none of that showed up in any oh, of my. You've been spot- getting down with ODB and RZA <sighs> oh, and yeah, all the boys. Yeah, eh? yeah. So like I, I I'm coming like I have to give the how much bias i was coming into this that i knew i was just going to enjoy it but then again yeah. saying that also one of my favorite animes of all time got made into a live action uh tv series and didn't enjoy that at all and anyone that says it's good i'm like i'm never trusting your opinion ever again on anything spoilers he's talking about cowboy bebop yeah it was real bad i don't want this i don't even want to talk about because that that i could fill four podcasts with like me breaking down why that is bad um, yeah we don't need to worry about that nah. but I, I guess i guess the the easiest way to then then classify you with this is you are a league of legends super fan one might say Obsessed you're, you're one yeah, of yeah. the uh yes. the the biggest lol fans that i know in our immediate circle yeah. and uh yeah you know you know the characters you know the games you know the meta you know the lore you do so much back-end research yeah. outside of just laning i'm a big i'm a big lore fan in general so if, with oh, any yeah. game so like i think that comes from like you know dungeons and dragons and all that kind of stuff like just obsessed with all those so like for me saying that it was still undeservingly as good as it was like it blew my mind how like good it was and like i knew after watching it like the tremendous task i had to undertake of like trying to convince normal people that maybe don't know anything about league of legends and then also know about league of legends and don't want to have anything to fucking do with it so would refuse to watch the tv show but everyone needed to see this yeah, I, I don't fall into either of those buckets you just described. Like I've I've played LOL yeah. here and there sparingly. You've, you've, you've I know with me during my obsession. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've played maybe twenty to thirty of those six hundred and fifty hours or so you mentioned, I reckon I played with you. But um like I, I know of the characters and, and the meta, but know nothing of the universe as a whole. So yes. I, I went into this with neutral expectations yes like, even though i was constantly bugging you and begging I know. you and usually I know. when i come at you with that hardness it's usually a masterpiece yeah you're a persistent son of a gun i'll give you that yes. and, and i'm thankful because uh yeah this is this is one of the fav like my favorite things i've watched not only this year but like in the last few years mm-hmm. like i yes love 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 arcane like truth be told if I never play another game of League of Legends, I'd be fine with it. But if I never got another episode of Arcane, I'd be fucking pissed. 
that's sort of how to describe this show to me. Like, All right, here's my mid-pitch before we go into spoilers and pe- some people miss out on this. You need, need to play the RPG that came out like last week or the week before. It's, it's getting some love. Yes. It's getting some love. So it's on my radar. Mm. I'll admit, I'll, I'm going to give it a look eventually. Yeah, Ru- Ruined King, if for any any that haven't heard of it. It's it's set in a town just off Piltover in the town of uh, Bilgewater. It's the pirate kind of colony just off Piltover. So, mm. yes. Might see a bit of misfortune out there. Yes. She's, my, she's, she's one, of, one of my boos. She's one of your main characters. Yeah, but, um, but circling back to Arcane, the story... Like we'll avoid spoilers for now, but just the story and the emotional impact and weight that this carried right from that opening scene, like the opening scene and you've got little vine, little powder uh, wandering through the streets and, you know, bloodshed and smoke and there's bodies everywhere. And then they realize that, you know, they see their fallen dead parents and it just hits you right from the get go. Like I was in, I was like, yeah oh my God, I just want to grab these two kids and cuddle them and keep them safe. And obviously there's a bit of a time jump off the back of that. They've sort of gotten a little bit older, a couple of years down the line, but just those opening uh, scenes, I'm going to bypass because the, the opening had a band in it that I cannot absolutely stand. And I know you're, you're pro yeah, on yeah. them and we'll talk about them more in a little yes, bit, but yes, yes, yes. the opening scenes just added so much... <clears throat> to it like it just grabbed grabbed me by the by the feels yeah okay i'm invested i love these characters i love the animation style of this show like Mm -hmm. it's divisive there's some people where they're like oh i don't know about it but i'm on the other side where i'm like give me more of this sort of watercolor-esque animation style we get going on here where just you know the, the characters are are gorgeous they're unique looking they're fleshed out and the amount of close-up scenes you get of faces and eyes in this where they're yes. showing emotion and, and emoting through their just just through their eyes alone. Like that's a rare skill to showcase in an animated movie, TV show, whatever it is. And the studio behind this, who, to be honest, I'd never heard of Fortiche before. Yes. I think I think they've they've got to be owned by Riot because I looked oh, up. Okay, do you want me because that I've got that in the section so so yes tech no they're not owned by but, but they, they they do a lot of riot stuff i looked at their catalog and it's film clips and trailers and teasers and they've got a long history with riot yeah so but yeah like the, finally finally after years of uh, like video gamers saying why doesn't the company or or the division of your company that makes your cinematics make your, a TV show or a movie for you guys, because like, especially especially these days, like most cinematics are amazing, and they just use the game. Like a lot of them just yeah. use the game engine. This yeah. not that case, but yeah, like finally, because that's they've done so much of their yeah, as you said, like they did the uh, they did some KDA film clips. They've done some game trailers. They did some stuff for Gorillas. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like they've got a massive caliber, and I know, I know you hate them, but they also did the film clip for the Imagine Dragons okay. song. So, yeah. yeah. So they've all worked with them in the past. So that that's also another reason, apart from the many others I'll mention later, of why yeah. they're also with them. Because yeah, like every year just before the World Tournament, they do a big uh, new song and they do a big film clip for it, and. They've done two of my favorites. The Warriors one, which is why Imagine Dragons is very beloved in the community. 
mm-hmm. and then the rise the 2008 one oh that that, that is one of oh, such a good film clip and then they also which is funny in a tie-in to like a little easter egg in one of the episodes they did the film clip for the song get jinxed which was when she got released as a character and you hear that song oh, oh the little spoilers you hear that song in a scene and yeah yeah it was just a good callback to they did the film clip for that song and it's also the song about jinx and when she got released and yeah it's great good time yeah so so fortiche like I'm very impressed. Like apparently this season, it took them close to six years yes. from what I saw. It, it went through a lot of development hell, which is why I came in with like, I, if they did the law right, it was going to be a great thing, but I was still worried about the development hell they went through to yeah, get to this. But, um, so I hope we shouldn't get season two. They nailed the brief and yes. they, they executed everything to the highest degree. But like, Talking about the law and the story as a whole, like the the, the main themes of of arcane is uh, social social status stereotyping is a lot of yeah. it. You know, you've got the 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 piltover, the the highbrow rich aristocrats and tycoons up the top, and then you've got the undercity underneath, which is sort of the the common folk and and the poor people and the people that are struggling. So you've got this nice juxtaposition as far as you see both of these universes and yeah one sunny and vibrant and happy days and party 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 and then underneath it's it's crime and the underworld and the downtrodden and the brokenhearted it's it's also uh, like even not even just like a rich poor thing like the rich think they've created utopia and and everyone is benefiting from it it's like a lot of them are disillusional rather than just like a hey i'm rich i'm better than you it's more yeah they think everybody's like that. Yeah, and it's and all the rich they they see everyone down in, in the undercity as they're all bad people. You know, you can't trust any of them. Yeah. Not even thinking about their their current situations and where they've come from. It's just yeah, they're all bad. Keep the, keep them out of Piltover. Keep them out of this utopia. And so we've got this, and then we've also then got the conflict of I guess the two primary characters in the show, which is which is Vi and Powder, who obviously is also known as Jinx and sort of where they've come from and where how they came to be, I guess, as far as heroines, anti-heroes, villains, however you want to classify them, you know, there's there's different brushes you can paint characters with in certain certain scenarios, but it's about their relationship and, you know, growing apart, coming back together and all the stakes that come off the back of that as well. So it's it's really, really well done. Like Yeah, and that's a lot of league of legends law like that's this like this is one tiny town in the world continent of like rune terror that they've built and that's like i'm half You're excited oh, <laughs> you're yeah, excited like, for the future oh, there's just because originally they said this was just going to be a one-off thing it's going to be and then they might explore other sea, uh, regions and stuff like that and they're like where it finishes your lair, you, you definitely like, even before they announce the second season you're just like you can't end here yeah like so. like as a as a non-league tragic and, and thinking of people that don't know the game and the universe they'd probably be you know if that was just a single run season you, you got enough you know you got you got the the opening you got a, a really nice set of stakes and, and emotional payoffs and you got a nice ending yeah. you could be walking away but i think it's a good soft just on the ending. back of the world yeah. just going holy shit this is amazing give us more yeah so so riot 
<laughs> and um, Fortiche went, fuck, we got to do something here. Quick, send a graphic out. We've got a season two on the way. And the world the world wept tears of joy when yeah, uh, that was announced. And not even thinking about the rest of the world, there's more story in this Piltover story as well of like- Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much depth that they- showcase in every single one of the main characters like every character that's introduced and highlighted in this show serves a purpose they're a a plot device but they also get backstory fleshed out as to how they came to be yeah they they sort of um you know go into really good detail as to who they are why they're that way what their you know thoughts are what their ambitions are and it's really really well done like it's some of it's just subtle storytelling just with little graphics little throwaway flashbacks but every character that was in there was there for a reason it wasn't just fan service where they're like we've got this massive low roster let's just throw them on the screen for yeah. cheap pops it was like every person move the story forward there's probably a good i don't know between 10 and 20 other characters that are based in piltover and zorn and like some of them i i think were they've teased and maybe we got like as a fan as an easter egg i might talk to you about that in spoilers because yeah, sure. it, it might not even happen but and then yeah there's just a whole bunch of other characters that like are in that city putting them into that story would a kind of clog it up but b they don't need to be in it like dr mondo doesn't need to be in this story whatsoever but but that's he he is a crazy yeah jekyll and hyde-esque character that lives in zorn yeah zorn or pilter yeah either one but not even mentioned and i don't want him in there he i like if he if he comes into it i want him to be his own story and then also knowing the law myself there's a, a few characters that don't exist technically yet and like yeah but will come to be with ooh. some for, big foreshadowing and uh, alluding there's there's even ones that you don't even realize because you don't know the lore as well there's some that i i think you could figure out as even as a mild fan without knowing the lore but there are like some that i'm like they're about to probably exist in season two i think yeah like like for for the runtime like we got nine episodes anywhere from 40 something minutes to an hour so we're, we're getting Around eight-ish hours total of storytelling here, spread out across three acts. We got three episodes released every week for three weeks, which was great. Just a little taster and just enough to sort of keep us exciting to the week after and then the week after. Uh, luckily, I missed the first week, so I got six in a row for me. I just okay, went, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Smash six in a week oh, in a night, and then I'm like, fuck, now i got to wait another 6.5 days for the for the final act. And... Yeah, the second they sort of hit Netflix that following Friday, I was just boom, 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 smashed them out and was just in a state of bliss and just emotionally vulnerable after watching it because, boy, how do you put you through the ringer? Yes. God, yeah. Oh, man. Like, I've heard a lot of criticism about characters, like, doing things, and I'm like, that's just because you haven't ever had to deal with somebody in your life that's similar to that. Like, I've got a lot of criticism of powder and the first kind of like few episodes and I'm like it's because you haven't probably dealt with somebody that's had tremendous trauma in their life yes I I have and they act a lot like powder yeah they didn't go down an eventual path because they had proper people in their life to look after them and it was yeah really intense of just like we're finally getting closer to 
Eastern storytelling when it comes to just like very adultish. It's just themes. real, like real yeah. themes, real yep. relatable characters. Like yep. these characters all have scars like we all do in real life. So there's so many things where you can see one of these characters act a certain way and go, you know what? That's a bit of a dick move, but I'd probably do the exact same thing. Or I've felt that way when similar has happened to me. Like it's the the days of cartoons and animation being only for kids is well, not, not, not even that. Like gone. I think we're even way past that too, in the sense of saying that it's more adult animation is not necessarily comedy based. Oh no, no yeah. way! Because like, but- like like we've had South Park and you know all those kind of things for years. Like it it car- cartoon and animation has been for adults for years, but still people just still don't take it as a serious medium to tell like very stories. very yeah intense stories and drama and all that and not, not and not be I don't, I don't know save all that stuff for you know your high budget like oscar baked kind of films you, like a like a moonlight or something like that yeah which is just tone deaf incorrect ways of thinking like yeah. like yeah i guess when you've grown up watching a a Simpsons or a South Park and that's all you know. Yeah. Obviously it's going to be hard for you to think, well, something else can make me feel all these emotions, yeah. good, bad or otherwise. But then you watch something like Arcane and you go, boy, howdy. It doesn't matter if they're animated or if these were real characters, the stories and the themes that they're putting in front of my eyeballs right now, uh, they suck you in and they slap you around and they cuddle you and then slap you some more and then spit on you and all these things. Yeah. But it's just... It's it's a sign of great storytelling. Like that's the biggest takeaway for me with this with this show is the storytelling is impeccable. Uh, just just the payoffs and just the arcs that these characters go on. Combine that with a pretty slapping soundtrack outside of one band, which I don't need to keep poo pooing on. They are what they are. They they do well. They're multi millionaire platinum recording artists. I can't fault them, but it's just. They just rubbed me the wrong way, but it wasn't enough to stain this show. You know what it is like for me at the moment? I, I feel like those people that like were like, why does everybody hate Nickelback? Like that's who I feel I, like. I now. like Nickelback. I know, I'm but like you fan. know how like I, I and I'm guilty of it. I, I got to, to a point where I was just fucking sick of Nickelback. They all sound the same, blah, 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 because I'd consumed so much of it. But like I hadn't really consumed much of Imagine Dragons outside of, you know, their their world song and then god what's that uh yes that one because i like i just don't listen to much radio in general as well so like i i heard it once or twice loved the song and i was like yep all right that's i didn't even know they were the same people really i knew i I, you're you're lucky like i knew there was this imagine dragons that was like doing these soundtracks and then like this band that was doing that radioactive song and i didn't even realize they were the same band until like the hate that people have come at Imagine Dragons for being part of this project. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I, I've hated them long before any lull attachment. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know what it is. It's just the way they write songs just really rubs me the wrong way. Like, we're not going to make this an Imagine Dragons podcast, no, no, no. but like the band name, I love that. Like, Imagine Dragons is a fucking cool name for a band. Yeah. But then the songs they release, I'm just like, ha! But I like them. Um, I, I guess <laughs> if we're still thinking of like oh, and anger and frustration, maybe we could pivot into if you've got some other nitpicks and gripes, spoiler free, because then we can start jumping into some spoiler territory. Yeah. So have you got anything else that sort of ground your gears? In the same way, it, 
pretty much what you said. Now you had to wait 6.5 days to new episodes. Now I'm going to have to wait for a new season. And I'm like, uh, and also the like announcement of what they, if they're going to do other regions like that, like, please, please tell all the other regions stories because they're like just as good or maybe even better than these ones. And like, oh, like we, we got a hint even... I'll leave that bit to, to spoilers, but yeah. And also I know they had to tell a story, but it was weird. We've changed some law things, which is like scary because up until they did their major like law rework, there it was nearly like Star Wars back in the day of just like law was everywhere. We didn't know how, how to understand it. And then at some point, I think it was like 2000, no, 15. They were like, all right, this is now the law. We're reworking everybody's character law. Similar how like the Marvel movies, I mean, the Star Wars movies now, it's like from this point onwards, everything is canon and lore and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is now working like this, but how does this character now fit into the lore because of things that have, the timeline that's happening in this. And even just like, like, I don't care, but I'm like, oh, this was a cool thing about this character, but now they can't do that anymore. So I'm like, oh, all right, that must just not be canon. But then I keep hearing that like, Arcane is like soft cannon at the moment, and I'm like, I just which is fine. Yeah. I think like I think you're just gonna have to silo them off. You're gonna be like, you know, the traditional lore and and everything that's confirmed and out in the internet leading up to Arcane is this. Yeah, and like I don't mind. I just don't like confusion when it comes to lore. Like I would like them to be like, no, this doesn't exist, or no, or yes, it does exist. But at the moment, it's like, yeah, this is soft cannon. And I'm yeah. like, what does that even mean? It's it's tough because obviously a, l- a lot of things from the the written word and, and little trailers and stuff might not translate into a full video based yeah. narrative. So obviously they'll have to get creative and take some liberties yeah. here. Yeah, I, I think it's just the same concept of like you know when a book gets translated into yeah, a movie, exactly. you can't keep it all in there. So you got to look at them yeah. as two separate pieces yeah. of art. Yeah, and so I'm happy this, with that. It, as this I said, is mine, are just, piece of art. mine are just mine are just nitpicks. And also, my my last nitpick, trying to get fucking people to watch this goddamn masterpiece that they deserve to have in their lives. That that is my huge, huge nitpick. Well, you got to be pretty proud of me for this one, yeah. but I got my mum to start watching. Hell this. yeah! I've been trying to get like yeah, like I told my mum to watch it, and I she doesn't watch like animation whatsoever, and I'm just like. Yeah, like it's so much easier now in in a post Game of Thrones slash Witcher world where you can be like, look, if I told you a few years ago you loved these things, you would have been like, puh, puh. but now you you know you love those things, so now give this a try as well. This is probably yeah. the next step. Is like high fantasy down to animation fantasy. Given. Exactly. And like if if adults and people of all ages and walks of life can can watch and appreciate stuff from, you know, Pixar and things, which is, you know, a different type of animation style to this, but people can just enjoy good art and that's what this is. So uh yeah, yeah I haven't got feedback yet from Mama Loz to know what she's thinking of Arcane, but I've I'm excited your to get I think her thoughts. I think she'll like it. Yeah, she she's yeah. a good egg. She's a good egg. But um my nitpicks and gripes, I don't really have many. Like, I'm not a, a sort of a, a law loyalist. I don't know all the back-end intricacies of all the characters and some of the things they've veered off yeah. to make the show more watchable. And I'd like to defend, like, I'm only tiny picking at that because it's such a masterpiece, it's hard to have any nitpicks with it. So, like, 
don't don't make it my the audience don't think I'm like shitting on the wall. If they've done oh, you don't you don't know how happy I am as a person, how well they've done with the law. Yeah. And, oh. Like listeners, just remember what I said. Like the first thing he's written in the show notes is masterpiece yeah. in all caps. Yes. So that gives you an idea on where NATO stands with Arcane. And yeah, my gripes, like I know I've said I'm not going to bash him anymore, but what I wrote, yeah, fuck Imagine Dragons as my <laughs> nitpicks and gripes. Like give me uh, give me some more of some of the other. I know, we and we've talked about this in, in chats as like some of the other riot bands. Yes. The music wouldn't have lent itself to this style no. of show. Like, I, not even, like, the closest one that could have been in it was, like, a pentakill, but I think even them, that like, that's not the, they don't want the heavy metal rock kind of feel I to it. I thought some true damage could, like, we've obviously only got the one track. Yeah. But, like, I thought some of that style could fit into yeah. this. But anyway, it's maybe also we'll get it none in of the two. None of the band members are, like, there either, so. We've got Echo. True damage. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, there's a missed opportunity yes. there. Oh, no, yeah. Echo is in it. Yep, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he could be He could be spitting some lines. God, they, they did my boy. Like, I know this is not spoilery, but God, did they do my boy well. I thought they were, like, I thought he was just going to be a little, little sand, like. Just a little, little crumb. God, did they do my boy well. Yeah, and they, they did well, like, from the standpoint, not only the animation, before we jump into the spoilers, but the the voice cast and the voice work on this show. Yeah. Holy guacamole was it well done from every person involved. And they've got some heavy hitters, like Yuri Lowenthal is in here. We've got uh, Hayley Steinfeld, who is everywhere these days yes. as Vi. Because that, that's the funny thing, because she was at the Arcane premiere that they that Riot held. God, that was such a cool thing to watch on YouTube because, like, yeah, and they had her there. And it was funny, like, YouTubers and league kind of people, community members, like, interviewing a big star like her and, like... <laughs> Also whispering like, hey, can you tell us anything about uh, Hawkeye and stuff like that? Like, which yeah. was just about to release in a few days. So it's great. Yeah, but like Kevin Kevin, Kevin Alejandro was Jace. Uh, he was great in Lucifer. Mm. Like he's the, the police officer in Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, Mia Sinclair Janice as Powder slash Jinx. Katie Leung as Caitlin. And the, the list goes on and on. Like the voice uh, cast knew their job met and exceeded those job requirements yeah. and just knocked it out of the park. And quick little uh, connecting of the dots, related, unrelated, talking Haley Steinfeld, talking Imagine Dragons, episode three of Hawkeye just dropped today and she took the piss out of Imagine Dragons and it made me just immediately fall in love with her because <laughs> she just poo-pooed on that band and I was just like, I love you, woman. I love you. You're the best. But yeah, go watch Hawkeye when you don't watch an arcane because the first three episodes are pretty good. We need to talk about that after this. We will. Yeah. We will. Okay. All right. So what's your final spoiler-free thoughts before we jump into the spoilers? What's what's your what's your spoiler-free short review? What would you say to somebody if you wanted them to to know about or watch this show? What would you say to them to get them over the line? Um, it's just such a great like fantasy sci-fi like world that they've fully imagined i and anyone that's probably listening to this does play video games so just imagine finally the the world you see in your cinematics for your video games finally represented perfectly well for non for you as the fan of the video game but also a way to finally bring in your friends that 
probably never going to play the game, but you still want to experience that world, perfect world that these video game designers have like crafted and written. And they've just, they've, God, it just finally did like in the same way, which it did it so well as a live action. Finally, this is finally a, perfect representation of like a video game without having to play the video game especially because the video game is not really like that but yeah like i'm with you like this is up there as one of the best video game adaptations on any medium whether it be small screen big screen yeah as i said the the characters and the emotional roller coasters they go on you're you're in that roller coaster with them you're sitting beside them holding their hand yeah living these highs and lows and there's just some big big moments that just floored me uh voice work is great the animation is one of the best things i've seen in a long time like outside of say into the spider-verse this is just about yes! the prettiest thing i've seen animated oh, man. in years God. years God, so yeah. so shout out to to the studio like fortiche whatever you guys are selling in the future i'm buying i'm watching all your things from here on out um more seasons of arcane would be awesome We've obviously got season two on the way and more other seasons outside of Arcane in the rest of Rune Terror. This is your chance to get in on Rune Terror before the MCU version of Rune Terror gets constructed. Because, like, yeah, in a few years we're getting the MMO, but like, even then, like, there's so much, all of this world comes together for certain things. But like, because they craft them, obviously, for the video game. So they have like, you know, Avengers level events in Rune Terror. So like get in now so you don't have to like be like those idiots that had to go watch, you know, eight movies before they could watch Avengers because Yeah, there, there's no barrier to entry to this. Like you could watch this never hear hearing of League of Legends until just now. And you'll know within those opening scenes what's happening. You'll understand the characters, you'll understand the story, and you'll be able to watch it and see it all play out yeah. and just Hopefully, love every minute of it like I did. Arcane, like I'm putting it down here. Arcane is going to be like the Iron Man for this thing of just like we we can do it. Build like in the same way, like yeah, Iron Man and the uh, yeah. You're saying this this is the test case that's going to then just blow up this world now. Like Iron Man came out and also like make it popular outside of like you know your hardcore comic book reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break down barriers for for certain demographics yes. and, and group, social groups and things. Yeah, unless you're a comic fan or yeah. a lol fan, a, a MOBA fan, yes. you, you're not going to understand it. Like, yeah, as a, as a casual just fan of good media, this is a must-watch. It's one of the best things I've seen in years. God, it is. All right, let's get spoilers. Like, I've, I'm holding... Like, it's been holding... It's like I'm holding back a dam at the moment. Yep, so spoilers... Listeners, if you haven't watched Arcane, I would now say pause the podcast, go watch eight hours straight of Arcane, order some pizza, get some snacks ready, get comfy, and play get Ruin your stretchy King. pants. Play Ruin King as well. Play Ruin King as well. Yeah, no, watch it first, <laughs> come back and listen to this, and then you can go play the game. Yes. you you gotta, you got to see it through. Wear, wear the sandwich to the viewing situation here. Wear the yeah. fresh buns. And this tasty filling is arcane. So go get your fill of arcane and then come back because spoilers start right now. It's been real, Cupcake. Stop calling me that. My name is Caitlin. But you're so sweet. Like a cupcake. (laughs) Shut up. So, Nato, 
I, 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 I want, I want, no, I want to be the host for se- two seconds. On the dock, Brendan. What, 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 if you would like to tell the tell the listeners what you wrote as your general thoughts in the spoilery section. <laughs> in the spoiler territory for general thoughts, I just wrote in all caps. Fuck! <laughs> yes. Oh, how, like the easiest way to go into it is just like yeah, every third episode just like tears your fucking heart. Like because that's how they released them as well. So like that's yeah. how they are uh, like. But man, like, whew, every third episode. Yeah, like uh, yeah, the three acts we got as mentioned. Yeah, three episode blocks. These things dropped in, and yeah, they they all ended on these huge emotional moments sometimes you're you know on the knife's edge or something just big happens and you're just broken or distraught or like someone pick me up and tell me it's okay but like this show and just the the character development like just seeing powder become jinx and all the hardship she has endured and how that's you know broken her and and really impacted her from an emotional and and a mental standpoint you know, things like, uh, you know, they, they're constantly dismissing her, you know, talking down. She, she can't be trusted. Like yeah, all of, um, you know, the other cronies she's running around with in Silco's crew, they all despise her. They're all talking smack to Silco about it all the time. Vanda. Yeah. No, not, no, Sil- no, yeah. not to Silco. Oh, you mean after she turns into Jinx? Yeah, yeah. yeah once, sorry. once she's Jinx. Sorry. I thought you meant like, you know, like all their friends as kids were like constantly. Yeah, like all, all the friends as kids love her but know that she's a little bit i guess heavy fisted and her her explosive ways i guess you could call yeah. them constantly lead to trouble but there's this huge huge big moment like obviously early in the piece now if we're going to jump back a little bit to where she's still powder and because she gets involved in this high situation she pretty much kills the majority of her family by things that she did like unintentionally yeah. but just the way she was it played out that way yeah. and the people she cared the most for die at her indirect hands and then her sister Vi, yeah, she's she's the catalyst for her becoming Jinx because she's like, I'm so sorry, just let's go look after me. And she's like, no, you're such a Jinx and like walks away because she's so heartbroken that her dear friends and, and pseudo surrogate family have all died because of her little sister's mishap and it just sets, sets powder, now Jinx, down this dark, 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 broken path. I would, yeah, like, there's just so, like, that's why this is so good. There's just so many glimpses of her trauma, even leading up to that third episode of just, like, yeah, losing her parents. is like, even though she can't even really remember them, like, on that bridge scene, like, there's some deep-seated trauma that's all the way through that of just, like, you can see her abandonment issues and all those kind of things. And, like, like, I think it's even in the first episode, like, I think, yeah, talk to a few people after watching that, like where she threw the first grenade out that like obviously doesn't work, but like you saw it, like she was stuffing like nails and all that. And like she was throwing throwing that at a kid. It's a death dealing device. Yeah, that's yeah, for like, sure. There's some like not good stuff going on there that she doesn't realize like what she's about to do if that did succeed. Like it would have, yeah. Like, what, what are these kind of grenades she's got called? like no perception of like the consequences yeah she just thinks i've got to do whatever i can in this moment to to save my friend or save myself yeah. irrespective of the damage that it's going to cause and, and you know we've all been there like yeah you do what you can for friends and family sometimes you just you go headstrong into things regardless of the risk and 
that's one of the best things with these characters is like that they've all come from somewhere and it seems like the majority of these characters all wear these scars with pride like they're yeah, somebody, ashamed of them somebody in the writing staff like especially for like powder and jinx like either has somebody in their life with big trauma or like suffered it themselves because like me watching powder up to like that third episode like i see that signs in the person that i like uh, like very dear to me in my life and like had to help them in those scenarios and yeah like her breakdown when she's got left behind and like that hit very hard home because i've been there for somebody going having that like spiral traumatic like episode and like watching that like i've had watched some youtubers that are like oh pfft, it was crap and i'm like that <laughs> that was no like they just have never watched somebody be like that in their life so they it doesn't seem realistic until you literally are watching somebody have like a very traumatic episode in their life i i, I just think like anyone anyone that's lived a day on planet earth knows that people are going through shit not to be able to empathize and yeah relate whether you're you know whether you feel your powder or whether you whether you vie you know we've all been on both sides of the fence where sometimes we need someone to pick us up and other times we need to walk away from this bad influence or this this toxic situation like we've all been there it doesn't need to be specifically i can't relate because i haven't killed my friends with an explosive grenade this is shitty storytelling like I think you just look at it as far as Well, no, it was even before that. It's like when she, you know, when they leave her in the bedroom and she's just like, I can't be alone. I can't be alone. I can't be alone. And we've all been there. Like, yeah. And yeah, even after she like explodes and she does, I think she sort of realizes at first, but then like that, like her brain switching that off and just seeing all those fireflies and. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's been like, like the way it's alluded to is yeah because she lost her family at such a young age she's probably just been training herself to just have these little escapism moments where she can just switch off and go to these alternate realities and and you see that type of stuff play out later where she's having discussions with with um you know plush toys and figures thinking that it is the the previous friends or family members that she indirectly killed yeah, it's it's some heavy writing and it's relatable and you know it's 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 great. Like I know there's funny stuff regarding the the Vi Caitlin romance, oh. and it's you know, the the Ooh. internet is up in arms about this. There's so many people like, oh no, it's just it's platonic. It's nothing. They're just friends, yeah. and it's like fuck off, mate. Come on, a blind man can see that there's there's some love and some lust here, and yeah. just their little nothing moments in the show just constantly like had me on edge I'm like are they gonna are they gonna be yeah. like well, are they gonna do more there's What's a lot mean? of like uh like lgb characters in league of legends so like it wouldn't be too much of a spin to have those two like one of the like main character Tarek, he, like he's a gay man that like is you know, i think they changed his lore as well a little bit in the sense he was dating another character but i don't think he's doing that now but like there's a lot of those kind of LGB characters plus characters yeah. in the lore already. So like it's not too much of a spin. And it's great that the that the writers lent into it as well. Yeah. Like they didn't go, oh, it's it's an animated show. We we can't we can't show these faux pas. You know, it's too controversial. Like, no way, just let them be. And he, and even if and even like the like love that was nearly and then kind of went their different ways of just like you saw when they were both young that the kind of like 
infatuation that Jason and Caitlin kind of had for each other when they yeah. were a bit older. And now like both of them just kind of went their own set. Like it wasn't, it, does, it didn't need to be addressed. It was just like, yeah, there, it was, it was nearly a thing. And now they're both kind of going their own ways and Jason's got his new missus and like Caitlin's definitely going to shack up with Vi. I, I certainly hope so. Like the whole oil and water discussion broke my little heart where, you know, Vi breaks up with her in air quotes and, and sort of sends Caitlin on a way back to back to high society. But I hope we get more of that. And I feel we will uh, yeah. because they were such great characters and the voice work coupled with the great animation with some of the scenes that they shared was just, yeah, I was eating whatever they had out of their hands. I was just sitting there in awe, like just feed me more of this, please because it was so well done and I was so engrossed and attached to that relationship. Even though it was nine episodes and probably half of that had scenes in it here and there sprinkled through, but it yeah. was just like some of my favourite parts of Arcane was What, what just, about the other two these relationships then? Like, was so that, sorry? What, what about the other two kind of semi-main characters as well, like your Jace and Victor kind of like relationship? Because I, I really liked their relationship. That starts off on, on a weird note as well of like, Jace is about to commit suicide. There's no delusion yeah. of like, he was get, like about to commit suicide. And like Victor, it's like, hey. Victor pulls him back yeah. from the edge. Yeah. You know, like we, we haven't really talked the storyline in a spoiler capacity now. Yeah. So so I guess um, anyone that that knows of Jace and or Victor, like, you know, they're, they're scientists trying to change the world for better and Jace was on the brink of giving up. And yeah, as, as you said, Nato, he was on the brink of giving up and just ending his life. Yeah. And Victor, you know, pulls him back from that situation and, uh, you know... Romance starts. <laughs> yeah, they've got such a, a love and an adoration and a respect for each yes. other. Um, and, and it's really great to see because it's it's a healthy, good relationship and you're just seeing these people work towards this common goal. Their, their goal is just to, you know, make the world better for everybody. Yeah. In, the, in high society, in the undercity, anyone, it doesn't matter. We just want to make the world better, especially for the people in the undercity. Uh, you know, Victor leans heavily into that and he wants to you know, try and get everyone back to a fair, common level playing field. Yeah, the two, the, him and, like, Vi start to be the, like, influence onto Piltover of just, like, hey, like, you guys for years assumed everybody down there was bad and it's, like, actually, no, it's bad down there, but we ain't bad and, yeah, like, yeah, because, like, Victor, he constantly is that, like, angel on J Jace's shoulder of just, like, you've, check your fucking privileges. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in the most basic way of just like, are you that delusional of your privileges right now? And like, like Caitlin, I mean, Vi starts being that for Caitlin as well. And yeah. then both of them They're are like grounding like, devices for both of them. Yeah. And both of those two new characters, like, so then Caitlin and Jay start to be the influence that starts to try and nearly influence like Piltover and, and nearly like, like not to jump right to the end, but like it nearly worked and it like nearly changed the whole dynamic of everything. And unfortunately some events led to it not happening, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, Jace, Jace and Victor end up harnessing what they call Hextech and yes. changing the world for better. And, you know, Oof. there's teleportation and all this kind of cool shit going on. I, I hope in season two we learn 
you like you as the non-law guys learn more about where those crystals actually come from and uh as like anyone because now you're in spoilers of like everything is not as like the good is actually a lot dirtier than it looks and the and the the bad is actually a lot more cleaner than it is in Terra, which is just a theme that spreads across of all of the lore like that's that's real life too yeah uh, yeah a a lot of characters (laughs) if you just play league of legends and don't go into lore you'll be like that's the good guy jc's the good guy and like we found through many of like he's not the bad guy but he's definitely not as squeaky clean you know old school heroes as we used to think of them like the superman s characters of just like yeah uncorruptible and never would do something bad that's it. But but I, I love that about this show. It's just those human elements for yeah. the the painted heroes and yeah. painted villains. Yeah. Uh, and then seeing them, they're just real people. Like yeah. they're real flawed people. Like Silco, who is, you know, the head of the evil underground, you know, underground operation harnessing this drug called Shimmer, which pretty much just is like cyberpunk heroin or meth like it is bad news bears this drug and it's just ruining everybody's life that touches it and he's Mm. manufacturing and selling it's obviously to to rise to power but then seeing just his story play out where he has a few really nice moments like where he's down there and having the like the little the quiet drinking moment yeah with 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 the vander statue yes like and just seeing him be vulnerable and be real and like realize where Vander was like how Vander became the Vander that he started to hate and yeah. now he's like I I'm you now like yeah. I'm now you at the point where you died and there's so many great moments in this show where these characters do have these moments of realization and little epiphanies and little monologues where they just be real and strip layers back. Yeah. And he's like, just, I, like oh. I understood why you sacrificed, like you gave up all your principles to protect the ki- your your daughters because, like, yeah, as we're in spoilers, like we he literally does the exact same thing of just like I'm not giving up Jinx, even though it's gonna 100 solve everything that I master plan I wanted from the star like they were going to give me everything and that's why he like yeah he's drinking and he says like the boy didn't even barter with me like he didn't even try and like talk me down like you know yeah we got everything we wanted yeah and it was like that moment those moments where it's just like man this is this is great television and yeah so so seeing seeing them walk those parallel uh, those parallel stories like Vander and Silco where, yeah, Vander was the adopted or the surrogate father to to Vi and Powder and a host of the other kids off, after the back of this big sort of bloody war and, and ruckus with everyone in Piltover. Yeah, and he was like a Silco character leading up to that point. Yeah, and so he had that moment to turn his life around and, and do what he can for his people and then Silco's done the same. And yeah, Silco, I think he's got just about my favorite line in the whole show. Like when it gets to the end, I know we're sort of jumping all around the story here. Yeah. So sorry, listeners. Hopefully it's easy enough hey, to they, follow. Hey, they watched it. Like it's not like we're telling people that have yeah, never that's watched true. it. That's, so. that's a good way to yeah. think about it. But the moment at the end, like in final act of the show, Jinx has captured Vi and she's got Silco there and uh, she's got Caitlyn there and she's, you know, trying to, you know, tell her you've got to make a choice and all that type of situation where Vi needs to choose 
her sister or her really good friend, partner, lover, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to judge. I think it's just beautiful. And then she ends up, yeah, killing her, I guess, surrogate father, Silco, the big bad of the show. But even then... but shoots him and even then like there's no malice in his heart there's nothing but love and there's just this moment where he's just like jinx you're perfect and it's just like no like and my I, emotions and also like, i was never gonna like i would have never given you up ever no yeah. matter like even now after you've shot me i still would have i would have never given you up even for my all my dreams that i've had my whole yeah. life and he had that dream in his hand but yeah. he literally just had to give give um jinx over to the authorities but he wouldn't do that and you know i love that (sighs) yeah some big love some big love in this show that as as much as there's a lot of hardship and hurt and pain and sad moments there's just so many big loves and just uh you know devout like loyalty loyalty to, to characters in in this show and it's really admirable to see yeah god it's so good. Um, I, as as we are jumping around in the spoiler portion, what are some of your other favorite moments in the show that we haven't spoken of so far? God, every every Easter egg, every like every teaser for things that because I know the lore of what I know what's going to happen next, and like, oh man, there's there's even spoilers for you now that I'm like, do I even discuss why? There's there's just Oh God, there's, there's some, there's some stuff coming for, this is the easiest way. I hope they do. And I'm pretty sure that like Victor and Jace are going to be the, uh, like Vi Jinx of next season. The main foils of next season. But not, not just because they need to be the focus characters, but they're going to go through nearly the same thing that, yeah, well, you could already see the conflict. Like Victor yeah. was really struggling with Jace in his mind, turning his back on the Undercity and, and sort of turning his back on his word. Like he's yeah. like, you were doing, you know, this is for the people. We're doing that for that. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. There's politics at play and blah, 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 blah. Because and- I know there's a lot of people that like are, are, law, are League of Legends fans that have watched this and been like, without spoiling it now for people that don't play League of Legends, yeah, like, Victor is nothing like he is in the show. Yes, like, correct. <laughs> and so there's, so there's this big gap for anyone that didn't read law. And so, like, I know a lot of League of Legends fans that went and read, like, what, like they're not even waiting because they're just like, how does this turn into this? And that's also, like, the same topic, like, same, sorry, theme that we've been discussing. Like, he may look like what he is in... Uh, in the game. In the game, but... Like as we've figured out, somebody even like Silco, like this is like the baddest bad guy in the show, still is not as bad without spoiling. Like, whew, you, there's going to be some emotional heartstrings going to be pulled through because of those two. That's why I hope they, like, I don't know any more of. There's no more law technically for Jinx and Vi and Vi. So like, I know they're going to do more story, but there's a lot. Of Jason and Victor Law that that needs to be discussed. So I think they might, and I don't know if that's going to piss people off because they want to see Jinx and Vi. Yeah, but yeah, there's probably going to be a bit of fan servicing just to keep but the fans tr- happy with but a healthy dose me, of yeah. Jinx and Vi. But trust me, you want the Jace Victor, Victor story more 
like you didn't need it in as uh, you needed the uh, Jinx stuff to be the focus of this one, but you needed to build the Jace Victor story in the background while this was happening because yeah, yeah, Oof. that's it. Like like the the Vi and Jinx or Powder story. That's you know that's the heartbeat of the show. But then yeah. there's just so many other things attached to that heart which all have the same type of impact and just emotional oomph and level of care showcased in those nine episodes yeah i think just think what i said at the start no characters are throwaway characters yeah because i'm excited because like there's a character that will be what made let's just say that a character will be made that is friends with echo but in all of the cinematics and lore stuff echo is still like I don't know, midway between the two Echoes we know in this show of like the young Echo and this like, you know, nearly adult Echo. Yeah, master of time. <laughs> well, he has, like, that's that's another thing. Like he hasn't invented his time stuff yet. So like he did that when he was like mid, you know, probably 12, 13 years old. So like his shatter device should have already be created by this stage. No, he, he the- had it, remember? No, no, the- it's just a clock. He was just a clock that he's, what do you call it? Timing. But he, I thought he could manipulate time because he that battle plays out and then he... Brrr, no, no, it, back. it was more just like that was showing them fighting when they used to be kids. Like it was like a contrast of like their time when they would like fight as kids and him... That was more just like stylistic. It wasn't him controlling time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was. Maybe, maybe it, was. it was. Yeah. But it could go either way, like thinking it back of it in my head because it is a... It is a flashback fight is what I wrote it as, but yeah. like I thought it was manipulating some of his abilities, but it was like on that fight though, Gosh. it's one of the best animated fight scenes I've ever seen. Yes. It is perfectly done. Uh, yeah, like, like, only, w- watching it, I was only ter- a short pocket of time, yeah. but it is so fucking good. I was terrified because it is so stylish that people might hate it. No way. Even though Fuck I man. loved it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I haven't heard any single person like hate it yet, so... I'm I'm glad. So it's so good. Yeah, there's yeah. It's so good. He doesn't have the time device on him, so that's why I assume because you know where he that little device that was holding yeah, the yeah. arcstone. That's kind of what his time device does look like when he uses it. He spins it, and that's when he can like reverse time. So okay. yeah, and I think could he, be right. and I think he builds it with Heimerdinger, which we which we, that's where we left them to doing like building stuff yeah. together. So. so yeah, Heimerdinger, we didn't even mention him until just now. He was the obviously the head of the council, gets turfed off, Jace overthrows him, takes his spot. And then so Heimerdinger is just a little yeah. little lost creature walking around and then he partners up with Echo and the crew. He hasn't even become Heimerdinger that he is in the game yet. So like he yeah. hasn't built, because like the Heimerdinger that we saw in the show d- doesn't want weapons, doesn't want war and all that. But the one in the game has built his turrets and like has these means of defense. So yeah. I yeah. think that might get a little bit explored with Echo in yeah. the next season. Well, I think we're going to get a big war in the next season, that's for sure, with the way, with the way it ends, and we'll, we'll talk about that ending in a second. Yeah. But as far as... Without spoiling anything for you guys, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, other favourite moments, like you touched on Victor and Jace, and Victor was part of a couple of my favourite, most memorable moments God, with he's the such show. a beautiful soul. He's- he is, like... He's 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 such a broken soul, but a beautiful man. They did and- him so well, like yeah. So now, like with what happens in the future, like I hope, like I hope they don't. Well, I don't think they will. Like you'll be sympathetic of like the path he goes down. Yeah, in the future, I, I think 
barring all the writers getting fired, I think that's going to be a constant as yeah. the good and the bad. You can love them or hate them depending on the scene. And that's just good storytelling. And, and I wonder like how people are going to feel about Jace yeah. as well. Like I'm, I'm super excited. And if they do so well, like I'm excited for them to do something like Demacia, which is one of the other cities because like, the big Superman character on that one is one of the biggest pieces of shit in the fucking world. But in, in like, if you look on in the game or in most of the like cinematics, he's this beautiful man, like not beautiful in the sense of like beautiful as in like the perfect good guy wouldn't do anything wrong is the savior of the world. But in the same way of like, like you saw glimpses of Jace, like, yeah, I think, I think that's why I'm just so excited for the rest of the world and like see Garen, Everyone hate Garen as much as yeah. I do. And, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. But as far as favorite moments with Victor, like when he's he's taken the shimmer and he's he's sort of manipulating the shimmer and the hex tech because he yeah. is he's terminally ill. This man is failing more and more by the second from a, a health standpoint. And he takes these things. And, and the entire time we've seen him in the show, he's sort of hobbled. He's, he's utilizing a like a, a cane, like a, a walking appendage to to get around. And he takes this drug cocktail and it's reinvigorated him. And, and he he just starts doing this run down along this boardwalk. And he's, you know, he's this moment of joy where yeah. he hasn't been able to do this because he's been um, in, in pain and injured and, you know, handicapped. He hasn't had full movement his whole life and so he's experiencing this and he's running and he's having this moment of joy and then he's just realized that he's made too big a sacrifice you know where he's like holy shit i'm now embracing this horrible drug that's ruining people's lives yeah what have i done i'm now part of the problem yeah everybody is great 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 storytelling piece that is just so so effortlessly done and it's only a, a probably a section of the show that might have been like 20 seconds this this little running montage but it just has so much weight behind it and the other thing that's some weight behind it is uh victor saying to jace if you want to change the world don't ask for permission yes which i think is one of the best lines this was this was the like behind the curtains the worst part of trying to find my favorite moment you'd listed most of my favorite moments <laughs> so i was like I, I, like i'm not gonna list stuff i'm just gonna go with you and uh enhance on yours one yeah because like the change the world thing like that's such a scientist mentality because some sometimes they have to do the unethical things to get things done. I wish we didn't live in a world like that. That's why like so much in like in medical inventions came out of World War II because the Nazis yeah. did horrible, horrible experiments on, on their own people, on the Jewish people. But because of that, we got so much out of it. And it's like, but then that's in the same way this show is like addressing of just like, where's the line? Is it worth what you've achieved? Yeah. The path there. The goalpost is constantly moving. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's tough to watch at times because you're like, oh, that's tough to justify. But then you're like, I get it. I understand it. Yeah. These are the things you do for your people or your loved ones. Yeah. Even yourself. I'm just like, yeah. Like Victor's self, like, He's selfless, like the whole yeah. way through. And yeah, so like even in the points where he's being uh, selfish, of like I want to live, it's because he wants to live so he can keep making more things to save people. It's not as it's yeah. not a full stop of like I want to live. So I want to live because I haven't fil- finished building the things I want to build for the people to save them. 
But like, that's the dangerous thing of like that now clouds his judgment of like the means mm-hmm. to the end kind of scenario. And it just explores it so well. It really does. It's, it's great storytelling. And um, the other moment which I really liked was seeing Jace and Vi get their weapons that you've obviously that you've yes. come to know from playing the game. And, where and that was my Jace mind. gets the big my- axe. It was my minor nitpick of like this was the one of the minor things they changed in the lore of like in lore, Vi has the like she had the original like just steel ones from Vanda, but um th- through her time of like f- before she joins the police force and blah 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 that I'm think she's still probably gonna do now with uh Caitlin, she goes and like eliminates all the chem barons and like tries to take down all the chem barons and eventually. I think it's like some mining device, but it's like a a chem, like a shimmer version of the eventual gloves that she has. And she uses them for ages in in the sense of just like the sacrifice She because it's killing her, but it's also like she needs them to accomplish her goal. So she's willing to sacrifice. And it's eventually that like she finally, when she joins the police force, gets the Hextex gauntlets and they kind of like skipped over all that. And I didn't even think she was going to fight Kim barons in general until they go down with uh, jace to fight them yeah but it was just like i get it because yeah what we discussed earlier of just like the book to tv or book to movie kind of thing you just didn't have the time to have her being there fighting the chem barons and using those gloves so they just kind of skipped straight to her having the hextech gloves which i was like yeah it was a minor nitpick i was like oh bummer it, but it was more just like I wish we had more episodes to explore this storyline rather Me than too. rather than it being a bad storyline. Yeah, the the usage of those of those gauntlets, like that second brawl that that Vi has with Savika in the mm, bar. Yes, such a good fight too. <laughs> like the fight scenes in this show yes! are brilliant, and that one with Savika and Vi in the bar is. <clears throat> I that, that's that's one of the characters that a lot of people are hope that we get into the game, like Savika, like even like she, she displayed a whole bunch of different stuff that I'm like, yeah, I could see that as a character, even her like laser beam kind of cut thing yeah. that she did. Yeah. And she, then she could fit into that game pretty easily. Oof. I reckon. Oof. I love her. And, and she, she's well, well displayed and well, like she has. Oh, that's one. That's one. In this. Yes. Favorite moment. Her bit when you think she's going to betray Silco. Like that, just like that moment of like even the slash, and you're like, "Holy moly, this is the end yeah, of Silco!" And, and like, and kills the the Asian cyberpunk yeah, mobster guy. Yeah, yeah, the Kim Baron, and I'm just like, "Whoa, what?" Because like yeah. Silco's not in the game, so like it was like, "When is he gonna die? Is he gonna die? Oh, here's his death. Oh, is this gonna set Jinx off?" And then it's like, "Nah," and even him not knowing whether she was fully on his side of just like, were you tempted? And she was like, yeah, but not by somebody like him. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah that was a good yeah, moment. It was really, really well done because that, that sort of storyline was slow to play out. Like there was a lot of will they, won't they, what's mm, going to happen here mm. for, for a good three to four episodes it felt like. And it yeah. was good that we got that payoff. Um, but yeah, out, outside of that, like, Spoiler-centric nitpicks and gripes. I don't really have any. My only one is a bit of a throwaway line where I've just said I wish that the the season was higher than a run of nine episodes. My biggest gripe that it wasn't like ninety episodes. Yeah. You know, give me give me more of this. 
please and thank you. I, so I, I'm, I'm ha- I, I think I, I think next season we'll probably get more episodes, but like I'm glad they compacted it and made it as intense nine episodes. Yeah, the, the pacing was brilliant. Like nine episodes, it was perfectly paced. It didn't feel like we had filler air at any no. time. No. Which is good, which is what I want. It, we, I didn't want any excuse or reason for somebody to criticize it. Like it was so intense. I'd rather them criticize it in the same way you do of like nine episodes of oh boo. That's yeah. what I'd rather I'd rather have. In the same sense of just like, you know, like a firefly. Like it's a bummer that we only got the one season out, but we never got a bad episode. We never it never exactly. got a chance to get bad. Like Yeah, we, these, like, these nine episodes were so perfectly written and easily they, they just weave together so seamlessly all the stories in these nine like even though the pace was pretty consistent there was still some quiet more intimate moments but that you needed of, them it yeah was, you yeah. needed it to breathe a second to yeah. get your breath <laughs> and then it's just like boom balls to the wall again and yeah. boy howdy do i love this show so nato if you were to score this series out of whatever metric you like, so this isn't oh, like ten to ten. We don't even we don't even need to stay on this bit for too long. Ten out of ten. Ten out 11, of ten. Eleven out of ten, if I could. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've played with a little bit, and I've said a dozen cupcakes and a kiss on the cheek from his fortune <laughs> when I score this. Because yeah, like if we're gonna go traditional one through ten, I'm giving it a ten as well. This thing is so great; it's a must watch. It's one of the best pieces of media I've seen in God knows how long and you're doing yourself a disservice. If you've got Netflix and you're not watching Arcane, yeah, that's, that's the what brilliant the fuck thing. are you doing? That's the brilliant thing that it dropped on Netflix of all things because like other shows have been dropping on other networks, like, oh, I mean, other streaming services and I we still live in a world where like not everyone yeah, has. Not everybody has yeah. all the other streaming services, but everybody's got Netflix. Yeah, everybody got Netflix because it was the first one. So everyone's kind of, you hardly find person, if they don't have Netflix, they don't usually have any of them, really. Yeah. Yeah. And if for some reason you don't have Netflix, I think I've got one free slot on my five concurrents. <laughs> you get in first, I'll be kind enough to send you my login so you can watch Arcane because- You have to, you have to prove you worse. don't have Netflix. We don't want you just cancelling your Netflix and taking up that spot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes, Maybe yeah. we can go halves. You want to go halves in my account as well. <laughs> I uh, I can be bribed. I can be had. Yes. Cupcakes and kisses on the cheek certainly uh, add to your case as well. But yeah, Arcane- Boy, howdy, I went into this with little expectation, walked out of it, mind blown, heart full, smiling, sad, happy, all the emotions. I can't speak more positive than that. This is one of the best things I've watched in however long I can remember, and you've got to check it out. Nada, anything else you want to say? Because we've sort of, we've indirectly jumped into what we sort of want slash don't want to appear. We've touched on future seasons. You, you've sort of alluded to some characters and lore that could come into Yeah, well, like, I, I'll talk about the Easter eggs that are too not too spoily. Okay. Um, so, like, even, even, like, their theories still, some of them at this point. But, like, I think the first time we saw Shimmer, when they poured it on the, the little, like, mouse rat, the, mm-hmm. like... That's such a big reference to maybe that being Twitch, which is like the rat mutant character that's from Zorn. Because like, how else does Twitch come into existence? And I'm like, oh, that's so good. And like, this is not spoilers because we do not know it yet, but there's very reference of like Vander eventually becoming Warwick, the werewolf character. Mm-hmm. Because like they call him the hound of the underworld. And um, I'm pretty sure some people have like, 
found that the 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 release theme of Warwick is played like deeply, like very quietly in the background. Oh, when, really? When Vander's in scenes and stuff like that, and even even the bit where he gets shimmered out. And like he gets very Warwick looking and like werewolf looking. And then, yeah, we get that in that final scene at the end of like, we do see Warwick in, in, um, God, what's his name? Um, Singe. Singe's, uh, thing. You see Warwick's like the chem, chem tank thing and his arm there. So, yeah, Warwick yeah. exists. And I'm pretty sure it's like, and there's also references in the lore of like, uh, Warwick's last memories before he woke up as this mutant, like created by um, Singe, like he heard a, a girl's voice screaming his name and stuff like that. So we're like, yes, okay, cool. There's even even like things of just like, God, I can't remember his name, but the shopkeep owner that's like the like major character at first. Oh yeah, I can't remember his name either. His shop has so many like lore items and pieces and even items that you get in the game. Um, Trendemir, one of the Viking characters, his helmet is on the uh, doorway as you walk in. There's like Jin, one of the serial killer characters. His masks is up there. There's like many things in those. And God, what else is there? Like, I, like it's a huge theory of, that I've been contending with some of my mates that know the law. The the Mel character, the senator, I'm pretty sure she's going to become Rel, one of the characters from Noxus. Because as soon mm-hmm. as her mum came into it, I was a bit like, okay, the mum looks like Rel and has like a lot of theories of of like what's going to happen with that and just like how well they're doing setting up some characters that like like Blitzcrank, I'm pretty sure is going to be in season two because he has a lot to do with Victor and they set up a lot of things to do with that. And I'm just like, oh, rah, rah, rah. actually the smallest one, the, the goggles that the friend wears, the one that died. If you look at like the Vi's character model in the Mate game. Timo's goggles? No, Vi's wearing those goggles on her head. So I don't know if she eventually, if that that's going to be in Arcane, but like, they're the same goggles that she wears in game as a character. So that just like hurt a bit when I realized that, like, like it shattered me. I was like, she's wearing the character in the game's wearing his goggles. And yeah, cause whew, just so many things that like, they, they finally balanced giving stuff for the fans, but also building this world for like people that are not, don't care about that stuff or even just do not even know about this. Yeah, like, oh. and, and that's the good thing. Like, I am obviously missed all of those. So I didn't pick up on that's that guy's helmet or that's that guy's glass goggles or there's a Warwick reference there. So so the fans would just be marking out big time seeing that. Or even, I'm just still just engrossed in the story. Even, even like, like, I'm pretty sure it went over many people's heads that don't know the big lore, but like l- alluding to the Rune Wars was just like, insane because like you see the magic user that saved jace at the start like i'm pretty sure that's rise because it's very similar to rise's alt when he teleports and like the rune wars like influenced the whole of rune terror so much it was just these magical items that you know in the same way most things like people use them to the wrong things and caused a a world across a, a world war with these magical items and that's why a lot of these cities went to become what they did like like you saw it in Heimerdinger of like 
you see his trauma of the rune wars because he lived yeah. through them and <clears throat> him like this is why we don't use magic here because the magic destroyed the world and it's just like oh man I, I hope we go back and see the rune wars because there's there's a lot of lore about it but you don't have a story start to finish about the rune wars and yeah i think um i think in closing yeah netflix has seen how such how, how this has been such a juggernaut of a hit and they've probably just said right how much money you need to just keep building this universe out so maybe we will get a a prequel series on the room wars and we've got you know arcane season two and then potentially other offshoots of it i think this is going to be housed on netflix and releasing new content every couple of years for a long long time well yeah i'm excited yeah because we got noxus we got hints of noxus now and like them talking about the war the noxon war and oh my god there's just so much that they were able to like include in this that are like there's so many tethers i think you're very excited you're very excited for the future. It's like when you go back and watch the original, like first couple of Marvel movies, and you realize all the things they were building for their big world eventually, and you're just like, oof, oof. Yeah, there's there's seeds getting planted here that we're not even aware of yet. Some some devout fans will probably be well aware of these potential seeds, but mm. someone like myself, I got no idea. But I'll know in future seasons when I see it. I'm like, oh, I remember that from season one. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, well, yeah, yeah. I just can't, I'm excited for more. I just can't wait for our Avenger movies in in the, in the re- relation to Rune Terror. <laughs> we get the Ionan War, we get the Darken War, or we get the Rune Wars, or oh, so much. We get all the things. God, and yeah. listeners, you can get all the things over at kofi.com forward slash we are 8 bits. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, that's where you can do so, starting from the low, low price of $1 AUD per month. If you don't want to support us monetarily, that is more than fine. Just be sure to rate, view, subscribe this podcast and all the other podcasts you listen to on the reg because it takes no time, costs you no money, and means the world to us. But NATO, that brings us to the end of our arcane-centric spoiler cast. No doubt we'll be back doing this again in season two, hopefully not in six years' time. No. Maybe... I don't Two think years. there's a chance in hell we're getting it in 2022, but maybe 2023. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yes. But uh, listeners, thanks for stopping on by. Be sure to follow NATO at I know NATO. Be sure to follow myself at Brendan8bit and be sure to follow us as a whole at WeAre8bit. But until next time. Just one, one, la- one last thing. If you if you want to come talk law, please please DM me. I'll I'll t- I'll t- so somebody message me about like, hey, what do I need to know? And I spent a, a good five hours chatting to them about things that they needed to know and stuff like that. So I'll put that last thing in. Be free to DM me about lore about this. I will talk in, as much as you need me to about this. And that is at I know NATO on Instagram or on the Twitters. You can find him on both of those things. And he will talk your ear off and inform and entertain and educate you like no one's business. So, uh, yeah, you want to get some more information on League of Legends, hit your boy NATO up at I know NATO. But until next time, Open Nation, much love and stay hungry. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, till the cops come knocking. Have or have not, being broke is not an option. Time after time, when you gotta think for watches. Yeah.
When you the plug in the socket And the powers that be can't stop it So obnoxious, borderline toxic Both sides go to war like a mosh pit Now let me switch up the optics Our neighborhoods held us hostage Some nights we slept in our closets Gunfights was outside the projects So you can't blame me for nonsense I'm here to collect deposits All else defies the logic My people need me beside them now